0: I have this theory that no alcohol can't thrive without low alcohol especially for drinkers because my market is not necessarily folks who don't drink ever like I drink I'm similar to you I love a good glass of wine I love a good margarita but sometimes I just don't want to get I just don't want to get that lit I wanna get lit without the hit. I need to do a yoga class in the morning. I have a big, you know, executive meeting and I want that little buzz that maybe like a beer would give me, but like no offense, beer is not necessarily that interesting to us gals who like our craft cocktails. And I'm looking for something that still gives me that experience of holding a beautiful drink and gives me that social moment to connect with someone. But listen, I can't have two margaritas and feel okay the next day anymore. And I think we're at this turning point, especially with COVID and folks reexamining their relationship with alcohol, where a lot of people are saying like, whoa, 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 I drank way too much during the pandemic or I stopped drinking at all because I wasn't you know, going to parties and I don't wanna go back to the way it was. I don't wanna be hungover. We're too smart, we're too well-versed in the wellness space to make that same decision Again. So, is there a world like that where where we graduate from hangovers?
1: Oh, you just dropped so many gems right there. Welcome to the Women show, where we are talking to one entrepreneur about one huge problem in her business, and we are going to help her solve it. I'm your host, Karen Kahn. My team and I founded I Women to help female entrepreneurs get access to the capital, the expert coaching, and the lucrative connections all designed to grow our ideas into profitable, sustainable businesses. Let's do this. All right, Stephanie Rice. I'm so happy to see you. For those folks just joining us, welcome to the iFun Women Show. I am Karen. And on this show, we coach entrepreneurs and we help them think through one problem in one session. And we follow up with them to see how it went a bunch of months later. So Steph, welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and to learn a thing or two.
1: (laughs) Well, I think you could teach all of us a thing or two considering you're a tech executive, by day at a company you love and this is a side hustle that you've been working on and it's really probably one of the most developed side hustles i've ever seen Thank and you. that means you're a superhuman because i know how hard you work during the day for your beloved real company that you work yes
0: for. yes 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 it's been a labor of love definitely something so tell I'm us really about yeah for sure so i run a company called better bar Uh, Our mission is we see a world where bars don't need as much booze to create buzz. So I'm a one woman show with contractors and we're a full service event planning business focused on planning events centered around low and no alcohol experiences. So what does that mean? You hire Better Bar, Better Bar will come in, will design the menu, bring in bartenders, work with a caterer, design your event, a full event planning service, But the menus that you'll receive will be low alcohol, no alcohol and CBD cocktails.
1: That is very cool. So it's interesting. So for those listeners just joining us, I met Stephanie at Pivot, which is a conference that was put on by Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. And we were just chatting at the bar as one does when you meet someone cool and nice and new. And we had a whole crew. And she was telling me what she did. And I said, oh, have you heard of, there's a couple of no alcohol bars around Manhattan and Brooklyn, blah, blah, blah. And what you said to me that I thought was such a huge differentiator for what you're doing was it's not just no alcohol, it's low alcohol. And I really resonated with that as someone who enjoys alcoholic beverages, but doesn't always want to be buzzed. In fact, you know, especially like at a work event, or, you know, something that's, you know, you're with industry people and you're schmoozing, but you want a little something. I don't want juice, I don't want a no alcohol thing. But it's nice to have an alcoholic beverage with very minimal alcohol in it and yes. the stuff that you serve is delicious.
0: Thank you so much. Yes, I have this theory that no alcohol can't thrive without low alcohol. Especially for drinkers because my market is not necessarily folks who don't drink ever like I drink I'm similar to you I love a good glass of wine. I love a good margarita, but sometimes I just don't want to get I just don't want to get that lit I wanna get lit without the hit. I need to do a yoga class in the morning. I have a big, you know, executive meeting and I want that little buzz that maybe like a beer would give me, but like no offense, is n- not necessarily that interesting to us gals who like our craft cocktails. And I'm looking for something that still gives me that experience of holding a beautiful drink and gives me that social moment to connect with someone. But listen, I can't have two margaritas and feel okay the next day anymore and i think we're at this turning point especially with covid and folks re-examining their relationship with alcohol where a lot of people are saying like whoa whoa, whoa. i drank way too much during the pandemic or i stopped drinking at all because i wasn't you know going to parties and i don't want to go back to the way it was i don't want to be hungover. we're too smart we're too well versed in the wellness space to make that same Decision again. So is there a world like that where we graduate from hangovers?
1: Oh, you just dropped so many gems right there, by the way. I love that. Lit wait, what did you say? Lit without the hit?
0: Get lit without the hit.
1: And the hit is the next day.
0: That's it. And I don't know
1: how old you are, but I'm 48 and I can tell you that red wine doesn't really affect me. I don't sleep as well. I generally just want one glass of red wine with dinner. So that's like not my issue. But if I, during the summertime, when I'm hitting that rosé all day, I'll feel it yeah. for a while, a bunch of days after. In fact, I tried one of your low-alcohol rosés at Pivot, mm. and I was blown away. Here's why. It didn't have any weird, tinny aftertaste. And I'm saying that with full honesty. I would never compliment a product period without full honesty ever but I guess I should say I was surprised because I was trying it in front of you and obviously I wasn't going to say like if I didn't like it I didn't like it but I was shocked I was like wow this is actually kind of quite beautiful and it doesn't have any weird aftertaste because I've tried the other there's so many low alcohol beverages on the market and whether they're in a can or whatever it is they're not as great so where do you source your products from?
0: Yeah, quick correction. This will probably blow your mind even more. The rosé that we had at Pivot was zero proof. So completely zero proof. So the way that I use... That which is makes it even more astonishing that you liked it so much because there was no alcohol in it.
1: My mouth is hanging wide open, listeners. Like wide open. I'm (laughs) feels I feel not like duped, but I'm like, wow.
0: Yes. You could definitely give it to someone with some orange juice, and they would totally think they were drinking an alcoholic beverage. So you just proved my hypothesis that you can get lit without the hit and still have a great time.
1: But I didn't know. So this was a placebo effect on me.
0: Totally. Totally. There you go. That's it's amazing. So Those beverages that are zero proof, so typically, I'll take a step back for a second and then I'll talk about how I source the beverages. So the piece of my menu that I think resonates with the most folks is that low alcohol section you were explaining. And I get questions all the time like, what is low alcohol to you? And basically to better bar, low alcohol means just less alcohol than your classic craft cocktail. So the most popular drinks on our menu when we do events are those drinks that are remixed versions of the classic cocktail. So, for example, we have uh, something on the menu called a French 37 and a half, right? The classic French 75 is normally gin, prosecco, and lemon juice. At Better Bar, we'll make the French 37 and a half, which has zero-proof gin, but full-strength regular alcohol prosecco and lemon juice. So it's basically like a wine spritzer-y effect. So there's no hard alcohol in it, but you still get a little bit of a buzz. For the the men out there, we have a take on the Manhattan, and we call it the lower Manhattan. And we we use zero-proof <laughs> bourbon, so you still get You're that. Oh, You're a
1: genius. You're a marketing brilliant person. I wanna like get into this with you. Totally, so totally. So go on about the Manhattan, because I'm thinking of multiple men in my life that love a Manhattan. Yes.
0: Yes, and so some folks are, say, like, Better Bar, like, that's definitely only for women. We don't do these girly drinks. And I, I come back and I say, no, if you're a Manhattan drinker, you have to try our Lower Manhattan. We have zero-proof bourbon in that cocktail. And we also use aperitifs, which are basically just, like, wine-based drinks that we mix with the, the zero-proof spirits in order to create the effect of that Manhattan. So for for the Lower Manhattan, the aperitif that we use is, it's like a vanilla based and it gives that nice it kind of resembles vermouth i would say mm, and sounds it gives, delicious yeah and it gives that effect what i like to say is you get the effect of these classic cocktails without the burn
1: right i know that the guys in my life with their manhattans they love the big boy ice cubes is yeah. that part of your whole repertoire yeah or the we're big person like- ice cubes
0: it's funny that you're you're we actually are now just now looking into the party tricks are big at Better Bar, because in addition to the drink, you want the experience. So we're actually just now looking at ice cube shapes that we could potentially bring in. Some fun things that we do with drinks is we put edible flowers in some of the cocktails. Most recently at an event, we put edible glitter in the champagne cocktails. For those of you who've seen that. So that's a fun one for like baby showers or corporate events. So and folks really seem to like that.
1: Okay. So let's get into it. So first of all, I think you have everyone's attention with your business because it's unlike anything we've heard about on the iPhone women show. And it's unlike anything I've seen out in the ecosphere. And I probably see multiple 10,000 businesses a year. Wow. I happen to come across my desk. Like I'm exposed to, there are hundreds of thousands on the platform, but the ones that I'm exposed through, through my own observation or the podcast, this is definitely the first that I've heard of this type of experience being provided and I love it. So I think you're gonna have a real captive audience here. Thank you. Okay, Stephanie, what is the problem that you want us to help you solve today on the IFW Show
0: podcast? I hope it's a problem that will resonate with lots of entrepreneurs that are looking to expand. So hopefully this can help a lot of women. I am currently running my business out of San Francisco, California, where I am based. I am a founder CEO. I'm a one woman show. I had traditional corporate event planning experience, which is how I got my start doing Better Bar. And I work with contractors based in the Bay Area. So my bartenders, my event stylists, my caterers, and my supply vendors are based in the Bay Area. And. I currently am only throwing events that take place in the Bay Area. So a company is having is having an opening party for their office, someone's having a housewarming in Oakland or a baby shower in their backyard, and I physically go and execute the events on site and for special occasions like the pivot MIA was a big opportunity to go to Miami and have my products have the products and the services shown off in a conference environment i will go and make that trip but i know that it's not scalable if i want to expand to new markets for me to be at every party in every market every weekend And I think the answer to some folks might be super obvious, right? They're like, hire an intern and just do it in New York. And my hesitation there is, to your point about about Better Bar, it's it's a brunette new concept to the world. It's a net new social experience. And so I have very little confidence that I could remotely manage the first event in New York and have it go the way that I want it to. But then at the same time, like, okay, if it's only a couple thousand dollar event, like, is it really worth my time for me to go out there and and make sure that it's, it's being executed? Like the resources that I'm giving up there, but you know, not necessarily doing the events in San Francisco might not be a trade-off that's worth it. So I'm sort of struggling. No, definitely not.
1: I mean, you yeah. would lose money just on time alone. Like your time yes. is valued. Yes. At my time is valued at $1,000 an hour. Yeah. I'm sure yours is relatively similar, seriously, given what you do for your day job, which is a big, big day job, which you love. So think about how much your time is worth. And so you would, that's not a scalable solution. And it's also not, from a unit economics perspective and a deal economics perspective, not profitable for you. Right. Shout out to Scott and Kara and also the folks at Vox who mm-hmm. put together, and this is not a paid ad at all, but that conference was amazing. And we met there, so worth doing. All right, so I've been thinking about this and I want to ask you a couple questions just to kind of get in your head before I make a recommendation. Because to me, what seemed very clear, and I want to make sure I'm not missing anything, but what seemed very clear by the experience you provided at Pivot was the product was beautifully displayed, there were explanations about the product. And for those who are listening to this and when it's up, we're going to put on my gram, iPhone women's gram, definitely go to better bars, gram, and you'll see what their setup looks like. It's beautiful. My question to you is why couldn't you make that the business where you don't have to ever be on site and you're just curating a beautiful experience. You're not providing the glassware, right? Mm. That's at the event place. You're providing the product and the garnishes. And the only thing you couldn't ship is like the ice, but you could ship the ice, the custom ice jammy jams for whatever the event is. The molds. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I could ship the the menus and the QR codes. So you're saying it's like better bar in a box.
1: Better bar in a box. And also if you are, and I would be too, wanting to make sure that the brand is beautifully represented which is probably why you feel the spidey sense of wanting to be on site and making sure everything's perfect. Mm -hmm. I get that. And for the first few big events, like for pivot, it was great that you were there, not just from a networking perspective, but that was the room where it happens for tech and tech decision makers and people that throw events. So understanding that there will be some huge events, like let's say you do something at CES or can or whatever, you're going to want to be there to make sure it's flawless because there's all these other buyers there. This right. for you is almost like a total sales opportunity.
0: Right, correct. But
1: for your business in general, it to me it would make total sense to, you know, you work with the client virtually, figure out what their needs are and then put together and ship them all the stuff and then it's a potentially a FaceTime, you could make a video. You could make a video that you have that you send with the kit of how you would set it up, like have like a makeshift bar in your studio or in your house or something and set up the little video camera and say, okay, let's pretend it's pivot again. Okay, Vox team, here's exactly how you set up the display on the bar. Here's exactly how you pour the cocktails. The recipes are in there, but I'm going to show you here. Mm-hmm. Here's how you do the cocktails. Here's how you put the garnishes in. This is the size ice cube you use. And you really do a training over video. And you, by the way, you build that into your costs yeah. of the box. And then when you buy a box from Better Bar, you're getting all the product, obviously, that's curated. Stephanie's going to work with you to put together the event of your dreams. She'll ship you the box. Once you get the box, here's your video watch the video, and then let's hop on a Zoom or a FaceTime or whatever it is, make sure you feel comfortable being able to train the bartenders. Because ultimately, you don't need to be a party planner for all this stuff. All you need to do is ship the experience and make sure it's executed. And you could also, I was thinking, in terms of verification that the experience looks on point and on brand, require that the event planners take pictures beforehand of all the setups, you could create a system where each client has a folder, and I'm sure there's an app or something that you can organize this in, but each client has a folder where their video is living, they upload their pictures, you approve them, they can ask you questions on the fly in chat. So you can have a remote experience of customer service, but not have to be there.
0: That's a really interesting idea that I haven't thought about. Are you saying that we would ship the box to the actual person? Like if you were throwing a party in your house in New York, I would send this box to you? Or are you saying that I would send this box to like an intern in New York who would then go to the person's house and help them execute it?
1: No, you would send it to me or my event planner.
0: Or whoever you're working with on the like like the, the party yeah. planner yeah. you're working
1: with. Yeah.
0: My question there though is... I have noticed that folks really like the bartending experience. Like They don't want to have to think about that piece. They want to just show up to their event and have the drinks be created for them. So I'm wondering, if I take your, uh, your idea one step further, I'm wondering if there are maybe a couple contract bartending companies that I could get on the phone with and walk their bartenders through the drinks and just say, hey, you're gonna be the bartenders that I recommend for events in this market. Give them some little homework, see if they can create my cocktails. So then I'm shipping the clients the box and I'm taking care of the bartending services because the, the barrier to entry there, sometimes is folks are like, ah, I don't know what these cocktails are or like, let me have someone else do it, if that makes sense.
1: It makes total sense. And in my view, you want to start as low touch as possible from a human perspective. So what I think I heard you said was that the problem that you want to solve for is that in the past you've had people get the box or they're like worried they're going to get the box and not know what to do with it or not know what to tell their event planner to do with it.
0: When I'm planning an event in person, the most intriguing part is the drinks and the mixology and putting the cocktails together my clients don't want to touch that piece. That's the better bar touch, like having those cocktails made. So it feels like a bit of a stretch. Also, I haven't tested this, so I don't know, but it feels like a bit of a stretch for me to ask the client, train your bartender.
1: Oh, that's so interesting. I find that fascinating. It makes sense. I only have one experience with Better Bar. I don't even remember the bartender. This is a no BS show. I'm not Mm going to sit here and give you advice that I don't stand by. I think that sometimes as founders, especially, is this your first company that you founded? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm a second time founder and I remember in my first startup, everything had to be perfect according to my own brand guidelines and all the things. And and brand is so, so important. So I'm hearing you. But what I thought were these critical problems that people were having, that I was like, oh, this is the way we have to solve it. A, were not actually real problems that people were having. And B, so I was solving problems that didn't really exist. And so I'm not saying that you haven't heard that feedback. What I'm saying is it would be absolutely worth it to think about how you can educate a bartender in a different way. So now if you have this full on video of you mixing the cocktails, this is the bartender training. So let's I see, I see. Yeah.
0: I I feel like this is like, my mind is being blown in this moment because you're like essentially telling me like, loosen the grip, Stephanie. The people are going to drink the drinks if they have the recipes, like a bartender is going to make a drink to the recipe. As long as he has that recipe card or she, like you're good. Which in my Well gut, and the
1: video. And, and the, the video, video and the I video I think the video is critical. And I think yes. the on-site FaceTime check-in. I think there's a lot of on-site FaceTime check-ins and things you can do to okay. make sure everything's set up perfectly and that the bartender knows what they're doing. And you could even have them demo you over FaceTime or Zoom how they're making the cocktail and presenting yeah. it. So to do your checks and balances from a brand perspective. Trust me, brand is so important. And when people have a bad experience with your brand, it's no bueno. No
0: bueno.
1: That being said, I think adding in bartenders adds in another level of risk that people are going to have a bad experience with your brand.
0: It's fair because they're then associated with you. And if they bring a different person or someone doesn't know what they're doing, then all of a sudden it's your bartender who messed up.
1: Not or just, doesn't show up or gets sick does, yes. or whatever happens. Yeah. Yeah. I would have it as low touch as possible.
0: Or I guess like I haven't even really thought about this because I think I've been so focused on having the cocktails made by a bartender with that experience of being at a bar. I mean, there's nothing stopping people from making these drinks themselves. Like if someone's hosting, I know it seems like an easy answer, but it hasn't come to me. I guess I had the assumption. Because
1: you come from an event planning background, a corporate event planning background you're running in the world of big tech. And so that's your brain. And I understand that. When I went from Google to running a startup, I had the law of large numbers burned in my brain. We were stress testing our platform to 10 million users a second, which was ridiculous.
0: Like we're not there (laughs) yet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Not even close. We're not even in beta. So my point to you is that The way that your brain probably thinks about events is on a very large scale with very large budgets where, yes, I'm thinking to myself, our holiday party for iPhone women, our summer party, our offsite, we would want Better Bar 1 million percent. When I'm planning our offsite right now. My team is planning it and it's a company offsite. It's 30 of us from all over the country and we're doing it in upstate New York in the fall which will be beautiful and wonderful. And the whole goal of the offsite is to bring people together, IRL and bond with your teammates. It's not to like work, work, work. It's more play, 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 and get in touch with nature and just be revitalized and rejuvenated. And that's the purpose of the offsite. So I'm really looking forward to it. And so Better Bar is going to be absolutely at that offsite, but I, we're having it in like this cute little lodge So I don't even really want your bargain. The Lodge has their own staff and their own peeps, and they're all like bougie and super smart. So I think this would be like a layup to have a video and to have you like checking in through FaceTime, but just getting us the product. Yeah. No issues.
0: This is great. And the thing, I'll tell you the thing that scares me about this, the thing that scares me because I haven't yet ventured into this business is the shipping and logistics. So shipping okay. and logistics is something that I don't do right now because the events are local. So everything comes to me, I warehouse it, and then I bring the product to an event It's and set it all up. So there's no supply chain, you know, there's not really a lot of risk there on supply chain. So what I, where my brain goes right now is like, okay, who can I talk to who's, because you know how this goes, like I'm going to package it myself the first time, you know, before I hire yeah. someone to package it for and me. And the packaging
1: needs to be dope.
0: Yes. So where my mind goes is like, okay, now how am I going to solve, who has solved the packaging problem for events and done it well?
1: So booze packaging is an established thing. So behind me, you're looking at a box that I got from Johnny Walker, who we do a lot of business with. It's a beautiful box, it's big and it's padded all inside. And there's the booze bottles, They're, they sent glassware, they sent swirlers, they sent garnishes in two drawers that are padded. So packaging already exists. There are plenty of packaging companies that ship booze and ship alcohol.
0: And I've seen the packaging from my vendors who do the, but I'm thinking of how I integrate this into a box that has your event sort of, some decor maybe like the garnishes, all the other tchotchkes that come along with a Better Bar event.
1: Yeah, it absolutely can be done. There's no question about it. I like the idea of you curating the cocktails from your greatest purveyors, whether they're in the Bay Area or not, you warehousing them and putting together these custom boxes and the custom boxes, the outside of the box doesn't have to be unbelievable. It just has to be like well packaged. And remember, you're going to be beta testing this. So let's role play for a second and talk through the logistics. Okay. So Steph, I am officially hiring Better Bar to provide the low and no cocktails for the iFund Women offsite in upstate New York in late September, early October.
0: Thank you so much for the business. I'm really excited to work with iFundWomen. We're going to have to go through a couple questions in order to make sure the experience at your event is exactly what you're looking for. So first off, could you tell me approximately how many people you're expecting at this event?
1: Absolutely. So we are expecting a maximum of 30 iFundWomen employees and maybe a few investors, et cetera. So it's a 30-person event. It is a two-night, three-day offsite in upstate New York at this, like, cool, like, bougie farm retreat place. And it's going to be farm to table. And we're going to be doing a lot of hiking and ATVing and yoga and just team bonding things that are going to be both relaxing and restorative, which is why I love the idea of low and no, in addition to the full bar of fully alcoholic things for people to... Have a choice because a lot of people are into low and no. And to your to your business plan or business idea, yes to all of it. So long-winded way of saying 30 people. 30 people. What else people. do you need to know?
0: Okay, great. How many touch points at the event do you think you'll be serving the low and no? Like, is it just going to be the two nights maybe where there are dinners? Do you want to serve the cocktails during the day at the yoga and at the dinner? So help me understand how many bar setups you'll probably have over the course of the weekend?
1: Great question. Definitely just for happy hour and dinner. And those are two different things. And there's a lot of areas in this bougie campsite. There are a lot of these little nooks where there's the cas bar in the middle of the woods where during the day it's hot chocolate and during the evening for happy hour, it's like a campfire with a bar. And then we go into dinner go inside and then there's a bar so i would say it would be four events it would be happy hours for both nights and dinner for both nights so four bars total
0: okay great and would this be an event where you would also want to incorporate cbd into cocktails it's something that you can add in we have these wonderful cbd drops that we put into cocktails that we can incorporate into menus So if that's something you're interested in. No CBD. Okay, so this is really straightforward. So how I'm thinking of executing it in my mind is we'd have four cocktails, two zero proof, two low ABV. You'd get the contents shipped to the venue.
1: And what kind of cocktails, I'm curious.
0: Sure, so especially for sort of this outdoorsy, self-care weekend is sort of what it sounds like, I'm definitely gonna recommend Zero Proof Champagne in, in the Zero Proof section, which I think goes over really, really well with this kind of event, especially after you get a massage or like do yoga and you're like, I actually don't want a full strength glass of champagne. I want the effects of my massage to settle in. This is a great option for folks. So we could provide in the Zero Proof section some canned Zero Proof cocktails for the portion of your event that's maybe outside or you won't have glassware. We uh, work with a company called Gia G-H-I-A, that provides some great canned zero proof aperitifs. So that would probably be my two in the zero proof section. And then for the low alcohol, this is where we could get a little creative, right? You're at dinner, you have a cocktail glass. So I'm thinking we'd probably do a take on the Manhattan, the lower Manhattan, and then our signature, one of our signature spritzes. So the spritz is like the classic low alcohol drink of Europe and that tends to go over really, really well in a group setting. Um, So we have something called a strawberry spritz that's very similar to a low alcohol Aperol spritz. Mm. So I'd probably recommend one of the smoky or woodier cocktails in the lower Manhattan, and then maybe something like a strawberry spritz or a French 37 and a half to kind of appeal to those lighter fruitier cocktail lovers.
1: Okay. So these are interesting ideas. So it's in the fall. I can't believe that that rosé was no alcohol. Mm-hmm. I'm actually still legitimately in shock. I, I know it's not going to be summertime anymore. We're all going to be over rosé, but I would love to know what's on the menu so I can pick yes. and choose with my event planner based and also think about what we're eating, etc. And I also want to just add for my order that I would want the whole better bar setup. I think, at each event. So in other words, if we decide on four things, I guess my question is, and this is, this is actually real, like this role play is legit real audience. So this is exciting. Do you have a menu that I can choose from?
0: Yes. With my
1: event planner based on what we think the vibe we want?
0: Yes. But you're an interesting client because most clients say to me, I know nothing about low and no you pick. So I've had that experience with clients before. The, the experience that you're outlining, though, I'd be happy to provide you with the list of options and you can tell me what you want.
1: That's great. And of course, we would want your recommendations. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'd be great for my event planner who knows lots about, you know, and she's obviously planning the food and working with the place to do all the menus and things like that. So I think it would be great for her to be equipped with options far enough in advance so we can give you... Time to get it all together. In fact, what is the lead time? Like, when do you need to know? So, let's say the event is October sixth, which is not the event date, but it's like in and around there. Sure. So, when do we need to lock and load on the products and the, all the things?
0: I typically ask fo- ask folks to confirm three to four weeks out, and especially That's very now with. Reasonable. Sh- With shipping now, because I haven't thought through this, I would probably even push it to like four to six with like four being, you know, the soonest I could do it.
1: Yeah. And also just breaking from the role play for a second, you can have things that you know are in stock, right? For sure. And make those sort of like your core suggestions. And maybe that's it. Like maybe you, like supply chain might dictate what you're selling.
0: Right. And like for the ship Those are other things you need to look at into. Yes. And for shipped boxes, you're maybe not going to get the full suite of cocktail selection that you would potentially get if you were in person in San Francisco due to supply chain constraints or whatever I'm able to source for shipping.
1: Yeah. So that's something we would want to think about before you launch this whole box situation is what is not going to have a supply chain problem. And maybe you have a locked and loaded menu, which would make it way easier, by the way. Yeah. Or you have a choice of eight. Here's eight things that we know we can do. Pick four.
0: Totally. And what's fun about a lot of these drink and the events themselves, thinking through it, this is another like value prop that I feel like Better Bar brings to events is my vendors in San Francisco. A lot of them are other female founded businesses so by hiring Better Bar the caterer that we're bringing in is is a female founder the event stylist she's a female side hustler as well and so I want to be able to bring that same level of support in the box experience to other female entrepreneurs so maybe there's something with the cocktails cuz like Gia and House, which is a, another a low ABV drink, they're both female-founded, right? Vaso, which is a, a low-alcohol aperitif. He's like a young male, like late twenties, like a super young entrepreneur out of tech, who I love supporting, and based in the Bay Area. So, are there ways for me to tell that story so you don't think? No offense, you're just getting like a big box retailer zero proof version of wine. Like, no, these are real people with real stories who feel very strongly about bringing these products to market. And I'm essentially yeah. their vehicle. You Absolutely.
1: Know? That is called beautiful marketing materials. So yeah, when people are at a bar, they want to see a menu. Yes. Like a beautiful menu. So think about that. So if you curate a menu and you have the printed menus and they're beautifully done, you could have the stories behind the quote unquote winemaker or the quote unquote, the crafter.
0: Yes, Their
1: entrepreneurship stories on the menu, maybe with pictures of them and their Instas and all that kind of stuff or QR codes for them. So there's all kinds of ways you can do that without you having to be on site.
0: It it makes my, my, I can feel my heart rate like through the the microphone going up. (laughs) I'm thinking right now, like we have two pillars when we execute of our events, education and execution. And you can't execute a better bar event without the education component because as you saw at Pivot, while these products were beautifully displayed, there's an element of I'm going to order what's familiar and like, what is this? You need someone there to sort of pave the way a little bit. So this would fall pretty squarely in that in the education bucket. And I'm, I'm thinking out loud here, like are there subtle ways in the menus that I send where there are maybe like little cards, like meet Veso or meet yes. Dia. Meet, you know what I mean? Because you only have like... At your event, let's think this through, like all the girls and guys are gonna be sitting around chatting. The, the bar is an added benefit that makes the experience hum, right? It's not necessarily, you're not there, like as much as I like to think that Better Bar is gonna be the focus, Better Bar is not the focus of the I Fund Women event. It's just an inclusive experience. So I'm thinking in my mind, when folks are chatting and, and bonding with one another and they go to the bar and they have that five or 10 seconds to look at the menu, how am I going to get them to actually order a no and low drink and veer from the norm? So the next problem after the shipping and the logistics is is making my brand pop in a way yes. that works with me not being there.
1: A hundred percent. And there's so many ways to do that for a beautiful setup. So maybe I'm envisioning that there's a branded beautiful tray and the, Mm -hmm. this is your display, right? And there's multiple of them and on the tray is like your gorgeous display of cocktails and you'll, again, in the video, show the bartenders how to exactly set it up and you're going to have them verify it's done before the event with pictures to send to you for approval. And there's going to be checks and balances period. So you can do that. You can have printables there for folks. I just had another idea of potentially a requirement if you want, I mean, I don't know, depending on the cost for this, but if you're really, a big part of your brand ethos is educating, especially about the makers and the why and the supporting the startup community and all the things that you're you know, passionate about, which by the way, I love, and mission aligned brands, work with mission aligned brands and you're gonna blow up. What about a goodie bag? So for all 30 of our people, to go in the swag bag or your own swag bag, which is the Better Bar tote that I'm buying. It's part of my you know gifting situation for my employees. You have a mini Better Bar gift to go with the people that has all the information about the makers and all the cool education you want in there. And that also takes your brand out into the world. So think about that as gifting.
0: Yeah, and also some of the napkins and stuff we do at events say, get lit without the hit. That's the, the, one of the taglines, and that's one that millennials sort of love. So in my mind, I've been toying around with the idea of the giveaways with like a, a sippy cup situation that says, get lit without the hit in our signature branding. This could be a fun opportunity.
1: And monetize that.
0: Yes, and, and, and chart like, okay, here's an upsell opportunity. Hi, Karen from Women. In addition to all the bar services, would you like to tack on a giveaway?
1: Yeah. A gift for your employees.
0: Yeah. And maybe if you do the giveaway, right, I'm like spitballing here, but these vendors that supply them, create the drinks, they all have like discount codes and QR codes and they're itching for people to use them. So maybe you unlock the discount codes, right? If you do the
1: giveaway. There's a million things. And again, I wouldn't call it a giveaway because it sounds a little day class A. It's not yeah, right. on brand for you. No. Nope. So I would call it part of your swag bag or a gift for your guests.
0: A gift for your guests. Exactly. A better like bar we, gift
1: for your guests.
0: We like alliteration in this group.
1: <laughs> yeah. A better bar bag for your besties, a better bar bestie bag.
0: A bestie bag, something. And I liked the idea with your tray. I didn't even think about that. But like, if you think about the setup of a tray, if you're doing it at your at a house, that person then uses that tray over and over again.
1: Yes. There's so many ways. I mean- I think this is a win. So we're getting to the end of our coaching session. And just to remind the listening audience, thank you for tuning in. And we're with Stephanie Rice, who is the founder and CEO of Better Bar, a low and no alcohol bar experience for your parties and events. And the problem that we are solving for her today is how do we scale this? Stephanie comes to the events; She's an event planner by trade. She works with big corporations in her past life. Now she works for a huge corporation and she loves it. And she's a data nerd, which is, I love that about her. So this is side hustle and even more important as a side hustle, cause you love your job. You're not looking to like leave your job. Even more important as a side hustle, you can't be everywhere. You can't be at all these events. You have to do this virtually. Yes. Like you kind of don't have a choice.
0: Yes. So I need to do some like mental exercise to like loosen the grip on the brand and like let it just live out in the wild a bit
1: but i don't even think it needs to be living in the wild because if you have a really tight tutorial video and you have tight checks and balances on site with the event planner or the caterer or the bartenders and you make it required people will do it
0: the one thing though that i kind of like the idea now you're you're like you're selling me on this idea of shipping shipping things to folks and giving them a little creative control my customers might come up with new ways to like this is a new industry so the idea of it living in the wild and your event you coming back and saying oh my god we tried the cocktail but then you know what we put the zero proof gin in x and it was so amazing i'm not opposed to that
1: how can you make better bar better better that could be a whole campaign by the way
0: yeah, oh, yes. Make better bar, better, better, up, form. better bar. bar. Yes. Because the funny part with this industry is it's new. So it's not like we have winemakers from hundreds of years ago saying, like, this is exactly how you do zero proof. Like, to be honest, people are looking at Better Bar to tell them how to do low and no. And, and all of us are new in this together. So I'm not opposed to the idea of maybe removing a little bit of the check and balancing. Like, here's how we recommend you make these cocktails. But you can use zero proof gin just like how you would use Hendrix or any full alcohol gin in a gin and tonic. So like you send us vote, right? Like I'm not, because then you kind of feel like a party supposed to be fun. You don't want to be like a dictator. And so there's an element of keeping it light and keeping it fun that I want to preserve.
1: I love this for you. How do you feel about this new thought about shipping and doing a video and cool merch and cool branded stuff and all of your education and also the guest gifts? I love that. I mean, as someone who's planning an event and is thinking about the quote unquote merch for the team, this is a fresh idea. This is super fresh. Like, yes, we're, you know, we have sweatshirts and we have all this other stuff and that's great and fun, but it's nothing that people haven't seen before a million times over. Mm -hmm. So I love this for corporate gifting.
0: I'm feeling really good about it as well. And folks have started to ask me about, do you ship? Can I do a virtual tape? Like, what can you do in my house? And I have needed this little creative jolt to get me thinking about it a little differently. So thank you, Karen.
1: Oh, my pleasure. It's so much easier. You just got to get the product and ship it. And the shipping doesn't even need to be like the box that you're shipping it in. It just needs to be something that's not going to break. Right, you don't have to. Have, yeah. It doesn't have to be a beautiful shipping box. Like I order from Wine.com all the time, and they come mm-hmm. in just with boxes with these crates and things. Yes, yeah, whatever it is, and some cards on top. Yeah, but the beautiful part, you could have your setup with your trays. Maybe that's the beautiful box. But again, if the box is not part of the display, then why spend the money on a beautiful box? It Doesn't right. matter spend the money on the trays, spend the money on the garnishes or the ice cube trays, things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, the resources. People are, Event
1: planners are going to get the box, rip it open and put the product out. And right. that's where they're going to need the video and the guidance and things like that. But the shipping to me is just about obviously making sure it's packed well and it's not going to break and everything's in there and you're off to the races.
0: Yeah. And it's like, here's your shopping list for the mixers. Here's the um, QR code for the quick start guide and the video. And here are the menus that you're going to put out. It's like a three step process.
1: I love it. Well, you're hired. I can't wait to not see you in October. And I can't wait for you to interface via video with the staff at the place we're having it at. And I would say for realsies, Let's have you come back on the show in another six months. Yeah, and see how it's going.
0: Yeah, Better Bar on the go. Let me ship a box, and I'll tell you how it lands. I'm actually very interested to see how folks end up using the stuff in their in their home. I actually think it'll probably give me more ideas for Better Bar, so I can't wait to be a part of the iFund Women offsite and to see what well, you great. come up
1: with. So go and do some beta testing beforehand. Find some willing guinea pigs to have a small moment ship to see what they do with it, report back. So your beta testers, you're going to be sending them stuff for free. And in exchange, you are going to be like, okay, I want to know, was the video helpful? You're going to do surveys. Oh my God. I'm telling a data scientist how to do research. No. This is now where we are going to no, end no, the no. iPhone women's show. It's so funny.
0: I'm Data science just really pushing it, but, but I'll take the compliment.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Listeners, Thank you so much for joining the show. Stephanie, any last words? How do you feel now?
0: I feel very equipped to solve this problem. For real? For real, I do. I feel a little scared. I feel a little, but I feel like that's normal if you're not a little scared, you're not doing it right. But if I want Better Bar to expand outside the microcosm of San Francisco, I know this needs to happen. So I'm, I'm willing to accept the fear. <laughs>
1: You're a brave, brave lady, and I love it. And I think you're fabulous. Your concept is wonderful. I have tasted the products. They're fantastic. And I cannot wait to have them at our offsite. So we will be speaking offline for real in planning. And everyone, thank you so much for tuning into the iPhone Women Show. Thanks to Stephanie Rice, founder of Better Bar, for joining us. And we'll see y'all next time.
0: Thank you, Karen.